Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Somebody said, two weeks ago, I said the same thing, that I just received a message from heaven, it rained. Today, I said the same thing, it rained. Amen. It looked like somebody's unhappy. Amen. But yeah, um, we shall deliver the word of the Lord. We shall deliver no matter what. Amen. We shall deliver the word of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, neighbor, you are going to live your best life ever. From today. Hallelujah. I've got good news for you. I'm going to preach this series over three Sundays. The last two weeks of this year, uh, the last two weeks of this year and the first week of next year, it will be the three messages. Introducing you very well to that time. Amen. Your best life is about to come. It's about to happen. It's about to unfold. I say your best life ever. Look at your neighbor. Your best life is about to unfold. Hallelujah. Let's clap clappings for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Say priorities. Say everything is about priorities. Amen. We all given the same time in the world. What the day is 24 hours for everyone. Are you hearing me? A day is one hour is 60 minutes for everyone. But how come some people are able to achieve more than others? You are going to be the one that achieves more than others. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, my best life ever best life is about to unfold. Look at your neighbor. Say, my neighbor. My neighbor. Remember, Remember you're my neighbor. My best life ever. It's about to unfold. Starting from this teaching today, I'm going to do everything that I'm told today because I want my best life ever. Hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Is everybody back? We welcome everyone right now back on Zoom. People watching us from all over, some are holidays, some in other routes, they've connected online. So everybody is listening to this very message today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So God said to Abraham, walk before me. Amen. And we saw again in the book of Ephesians 5, it says what? From verse 15, it says we must walk what? How circumspect, circumspectly. Say never say circumspectly. Slowly but not fast. Circumspectly. If you talk too fast, you will miss it. Circum what? Circumspectly. In other words, you are careful how you do it. Amen? According to certain principles and guidelines. You, if you do that, you're going to have your life like God designed it. Are, are you hearing me? There's time for everything 
under the sun. Amen? Everything has its allocated time. Hallelujah. Say, my best life ever. So, priorities, priorities, priorities. Say, neighbor, priorities, priorities, priorities. What is priorities? Is the fundamental aspects of our lives that we value the most. Amen? So we have got many priorities, but there are some priorities that are more important than others. So that's why we talk about the order of priorities. Say number, order of priorities. There are things, many things that are important in our lives, but there are things that are more important than others. Is it clear? Some things, some things are more important than others. So if we don't know how to prioritize things, we're going to get things mixed up. And we will not get the results that we hope for. I believe that God wants you to be wise in this coming year. Or who wants to be wiser in this coming year? You are going to live your best life. Say, I'm going to live my best life. So your life is shaped by your priorities and choices. They all shape your life. Say, my life is shaped by my priorities and my choices. Hmm, somebody doesn't believe what he's saying. Is anybody, are, you, are you distracted? Is your neighbor saying yes or no? No. Okay. All right. Say, my life is shaped by my priorities and choices. Some of us, we are praying when we're supposed to be doing certain things. It's a problem. And others are doing certain things when they're supposed to be praying. It's confusion. Sometimes we don't do things in the correct mix and balance. Amen? Is it making sense to someone here? My wish and my prayer for you is that you must get the best out of this life. I say the best out of this life. Say never, you must leave nothing on the table, so they say. You know that saying, leave what? Nothing on the, collect everything that is on the table. Do you want to collect everything that is on the table? Someone said, you left your money on the table. No, everything. Say never everything. If you listen to this series that I'm studying today, you are going to live your best life ever. Amen? Say my life is shaped by my priorities and my choices. The things that we, we have chosen to do in this year have resulted in the things that we're seeing now. Amen? Is it clear? And there's place for everything. In this coming year, I want to teach you to say no. Amen. 
Ati abazalwane balukile yo abazalwane balunge kakhulu Abazalwane bayinze njani Balungile laba bantu Can you do this for me Okay 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 they, they don't want to disappoint anyone There's a place for that and I'll talk about it in fact I'm going to uh, divide my teachings into three the reason for that is that uh, that is the, uh, the order of priorities that God wants in your life is called joy. Say joy. joy. Say joy. joy. Some of you have heard me talk about joy in the past, but forget it. This is a new joy. Say anybody, this is a new joy. I believe that's God wants, what, God, what God wants you to know right now for this time that we find ourselves here. Amen? Say joy. Say joy. So this is a mnemonic or, you know, whatever, you know, something that you use to remember the order of things. So joy, J stands for Jesus, O for others, and then Y yourself. In that order, priority number one is God. Priority number two is others. Say never surprise, surprise. You would not have put others on number two for sure. Some of us have actually even put ourselves on number one, competing with God for that place. I tell you, if you take God's place, you are a mess. Before we even go anywhere, you are a complete mess. Yeah, you are. You might might think you are succeeding, but in no time you will be a disaster. See the end of those who don't know God. David says, I watched them and I saw their end. Then I understood. Amen. You know, there are people who look like, you know, they are doing so well in this world and we all want to be like them. Do you know what I'm talking about? We all want to be like them. You know, I was talking to your mother the other day, Giri. You know, you know, Satan, you know, you know Satan has got no permanent uh, friend. I mean, he ditches you like, like that. No notice. The devil will give you a ladder, will leave you a ladder and leave you. And when you're on top there, about lose a ladder. He's so cruel. He removes the ladder and you're up there, he removes it. Say never, you don't want the devil on your side, I'm telling you. He has got no loyalty whatsoever. Loyalty hides the king. I, I exist. Are, are you hearing me? He doesn't. And you see people succeeding. You say, oh, oh, next thing, hey, Gwen Zagalim. Hey, did you hear? Amen. You know, uh, uh, there are some shocking, shocking news that are coming out of the, uh, you know, the world today about people that you looked up and say. If, if it happens to this one, oh man, what about us? Eh? Is it true? Yes. Say, ah, no. Never look at success with the spectacles of this world. Mm-mm. Never. Say, ne- neighbor, never. Hallelujah. So we are talking what? Joy. Joy. I said to you this morning, 
that time will determine the way you spend time will tell us the order of your priorities. Amen? We often say, I don't have time for this. Can you do this for me? I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. So I said, change that around. Don't ask, tell anybody I don't have time for anything anymore. Just say, it's not my priority. Because for a moment, it will make you think. Is it true this is not my priority? But it's easy for you to dismiss something on the basis that you don't have time. But when you do not, did not have carefully analyzed if this thing is not supposed to come in ahead of others. Is it making sense to somebody? So in the synagogue, we no longer have the, in our vocabulary, I don't have time. Because truly, we always have time. But we just decide how we allocate it according to the weight of the value of the things that we are looking at. Amen? Many people just leave this world. Anything that comes, it's okay. They don't put anything on the scale and say, hey, this thing, how much is it weighing? Time will be the most important resource that you have. Somebody says time is money. Yeah. It will be the most important thing that you, you have. Hallelujah. More important than money. Amen. You know, just to, I was thinking about this during the week. You know, it just makes me think. And, and I think many Christians, we have to look at this thing carefully. If, if I give you two people, and I say, this pe these people are going to be with you for the rest of your life. These two people. One has got money, lots of money. Say, this person will be with you for the rest of your life. Whatever you want, will give you. And then the other one is an intercessor. <laughs> A person who will pray for you 24-7. Who, they say, choose. Who are you going to choose? Ah, please, let's get like a salon. Who are you going to choose? This one will pray for you 24-7. Even when you are sleeping, he's praying. 24-7, looking at you like... The other one, he gives you money like... Does not even ask questions. Who are you going to choose? He says, paternally Hello. Isn't that showing our priorities in life? Do you know that there are things money cannot buy? Uh, I've had people in my profession with terminal cancer. And then they'll say to me, I'll do anything for you. I'll pay anything. I've got money. Please help me. Please, I can pay whatever I'll pay you. You know, if I tell them it's not in my hands, 
they break down. They realize at that stage that money cannot buy everything. Are you hearing me? But we don't live our lives like that. Uh, we think, well, money is, if I have money, yeah, I've, I've got all the solutions to sin, but really, you know, some of us, some of us, we think money is going to solve all our problems. Let me give you money. You'll see how many more problems you're going to have. Is it true? Yeah. Money is, has never been anybody's problem. Look at your neighbor. I say, somebody says, yeah, it's people who don't have money talk like that. <laughs> Give me money, you'll see how many problems I will solve. <laughs> oh my goodness. I give, I'm this. Give me money, you'll see. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's a place for money, yes. But money is not everything. So if you have to choose, it's nice to have both people. One praying, one money. Ah, that is a lot. Why are you making me choose? Give me both. I need both, isn't it? So when I need prayer, I go to this one, prayer, prayer, life. But life is not like that. Sometimes you have to exchange, I mean, to trade in some things for others. Amen. So if you have to, you know, if you do not give tithe and, and offering and you're supposed to, you have, you have to tell your neighbor, you have to give tithe. You have to, yeah. You have to bring money to church. But if you don't, for some reason, neighbor, please pray for him. So if you, you're not tithing, you don't even pray for me, ah, really. Say, neighbor, ah, really. That's, that's sad. Very sad. At least do what? Pray for me. I appreciate prayer because it keeps me alive. You know how many enemies I have? Huh? You see how they even move the weather around just to frustrate me. I mean, the whole heaven moves to you so that, you know, you know because no, it's not an ordinary person who's going to speak here. Are, are you hearing me? Because this is going to change life. Somebody's so happy. Somebody's not happy. Amen? I mean, there was no sign that it was going to come down. Nothing. I even told my daughter, hey, we're going to have sunny, nice, bright, and sunny day. I told her this morning. And then suddenly, sudden, and it was like fighting. You saw how it was fighting there. Oh. But I want to be associated with something that the devil fights. There must be life in it. Hallelujah. But our tomorrow is better than our yesterday, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. So priority number one in your life must be God. Amen. Say priority number one must be God. Tell me about Jesus must be your priority. Amen. 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 So your time is your precious resource. Say my time is my precious resource. My time is my precious resource. 
Once I've used it up, it's gone. And, and you don't realize how quickly time goes. You know, I didn't realize today I will be uh, over 50. You know, honestly, yesterday I didn't think it's going to happen. Look at me today. Knocking on Sasa offices already. <laughs> Yesterday, I was a young star. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. I was what? Yes, I was, I, was, I was a young star. I was like, look at today, look now. I'm on a short list for Brasa. I mean, for, uh, for, for Sasa. It would be good to be on a short list for Brasa, of course. Amen. Amen. Do you love Jesus Christ? Amen. Say, time is precious. It's a precious resource. Many people want money, but they don't take care of the time. But the money that you have, you're not looking after it. It's like this country that doesn't realize that the most important resource that it has, it is its own people. It's not the gold in the ground. Is his people. They treat you like this because they don't realize your value. The most precious resource in this country is his people. Anything is secondary. Once you understand that, your priorities will be right. Am I talking to somebody here? Yes. Say, living my best life means spending my time in a way that accurately reflects my priorities. I can just watch you live for about a week, then I'll tell you. I can just tell you what's going on with your life. You want me to come to your house just for one week? Uh, some of you will start praying when you are not even praying. Mfundi sukon enti. Astandazin! Are you hearing me? Your kids won't even hear you swearing that week, nothing. Ah, mama, when's Angalanam time? This week. You haven't told us we are useless. And we fear men more than God. That's the problem. I'll, I'll, I'll show you what in my teaching what I'm talking about. Are, are you ready for this teaching? So for this first, um, you know, sermon on this three series, three part sermon is, is God as your priority. How do you make God a priority in your life? Amen. Do you love Jesus Christ? Oh, yes. 
Now, how do you make God a priority in your life? I know many would think, yeah, I pray, I do that. Yes, it is part of what you should be doing as a Christian. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, number one, say number one. Show that you value God. When you read in the book of Matthew, chapter 13, from verse 44, we see that. Can, can you read that scripture for us? Say, show that you do what? You value God. Read that parable for us. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. Yes. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, uh -huh. which a man found and hid. Yes. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Aha. Uh -huh. Now, here is a man who discovered something. You see, the problem of people who don't value God is that they have not had the, the revelation of the value of God in their lives. Are you hearing me? Because the Bible says this is hidden. It's not obvious to everyone that you need God. Are you hearing me? It's not, it's not obvious that you, you, you know. It is a hidden truth. Haven't you seen that there are people who just live their life in jail? Uh, you know, today is just like another day. You know, if they go to church, you know, okay, formalities. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, my parents. You know, uh, church for is for my parents. Many kids are like that. Tell you, you going to church? You? No, I'm not. What? You're going? This is my house. You do that in your house. Amen. Such people will not make God a priority in their lives. The moment they leave their their house, they live their lives. Once they go to university, they live their lives. Hey, now I can have my life outside my parents now. This thing of telling me this and that, no, no, no. Young people, you better discover the value now. That there is value in this. Amen. Are you, are you hearing what I'm telling you? So, the Bible says that this person goes and sells everything that he has and he comes and buys this. Remember, it is hidden. It's not obvious to everyone. Some people won't understand why this God of yours. Why God, 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 God? Because this is hidden. Amen? It won't be obvious to your friends. Not everybody's going to agree with you that what you're doing makes sense. How can you buy this thing? So much money. How much are you buying this land? Hmm. Five million. I'm crazy. This thing is worth it. It's not even a hundred thousand. It's not even even a very nice spot. It doesn't even have a view. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody? Here? People who say these things say, ah, no man. Why? But when are you know? So what you are doing won't make sense to your friends. Are you saying, are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Why are you investing so much time in this, in God? 
Why always church, church, church? Why always, hey, I have to be in church? Why? Hey, you better not be that your parents are pushing you, eh? Because that won't sustain you forever. You better discover this for yourself. And quickly. Because you need it. Are we here? Amen. Sacrifice shows that you value something. If you sacrifice for something. Amen. It can't be that when you have to go to church for a night is when you have time to. Ah, well, remember I said there's nothing like I don't have time. If you can't go to church because you don't have time, it means your priorities are messed up. Amen. You know, uh, are you here, Christian? Amen. This is so important that you must understand. Eh? Because without God, you, you, you won't know where you're going. You won't know where you're going. If you know, you won't get there. Moses says, Without your presence, Lord, we're not going anywhere. Please, rather, where are we going? We don't even know the way to go. I get it, the pillar was before us. The pillar of fire by night is before us. During the day, it's a cloud, so we are following. So without you, where is, where is even Canaan from here? We just see there are no clues. There are no road signs here. It's just bush. So if you're saying you're leaving us, hey, you're killing us, man, please. I mean, you are finished in the desert, in the middle of nowhere. But people don't mind. People in real life, people don't mind. They're just leaving. Yeah. Just living their life. They, they come across things. Oh, this looks like Canaan. Hey, guys, we've arrived. Somebody said, why so quick? Meanwhile, you have just discovered Sodom and Gomorrah right there. <laughs> you are just about to be smoked. Am I talking to somebody in the house? Amen. Do you love Jesus Christ? Amen. You have to attach some value to this. Sacrifice your time. Guys, I'm not, I'm today. I'm not coming. Why? Hey, church. Oh, man, you're crazy, man. Please, this church stuff, you must stop now. It's too much. Don't get enough of this thing. I mean, you're in church for how long? Three hours. Are you crazy? What are you even doing for three hours? Finishing the whole Bible or what? Are you hearing? People don't think this stuff is cool, you know? They don't realize that. You have to say, look, people, I know this. You better know that this thing pushes me, sustains me, makes me who I am. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Otherwise, there'll be so much pressure. Some of us, we were not working, and, and God blesses us with a job. Now, 
you're driving nice cars. Now you're in the company of the nice brupas. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But guys, where are we going now today? Like it's a Sunday. No, but I'm not going. Hey, man, come on, man. Yeah? Let's go. Let's spin cars. Let's go for a spin. Yeah. Imagine, and then you realize, and you come to this place, and you're the only brupa here. You say, ah, man, what am I doing in this place? Am I talking to somebody in the house? You better know the value of this thing. Because if you don't, you're going to leave it. Because it is hidden. Not, every, not everybody knows. Understand your behavior. You've seen gold in it. You know, this is what makes, and break, makes or break you. Amen. You have seen this God. You have seen him. When you're growing up, you have seen him. You have seen how he has taken you through stuff. And you say, ah, no, this one I want to I I stick with him. Is it, is it clear? Amen. Are you here, Bazalani? You better know the value and appreciate the value of God in your life. That's how you prioritize it. If you don't have value, if you don't see it, you're not going to put him first. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you have never found it, just go find it. That's where it starts. Just go find it. Who puts money in something that has got no value? Who does? If they tell you that, hey, Renta, we're going to invest in, in rent, rent. No, it's just spinning down hill. You know, not going to spend. You want something that goes up, that is appreciating in value. That's what you put your money in, isn't it? Yeah, so if you don't see that, why should you invest? Amen. When you go to a bookshop, when you go to a bookshop, you don't you don't even even go to any Christian bookshop. No, you don't. You go to exclusive what what? Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor. Is it not true? <laughs> Why do they even sell Christian books? Amen. Out of the three books you buy, let at least one be about your spirit. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Reading is good. Yes. We have to encourage it. Yeah. But some of the things we read, yo, you know, I have a friend. And for a long time, was the, the child had this nightmares and, and everything was not quite okay with this child. And Somehow, one day he was praying, was praying, was praying. And God revealed to him that yeah. there's a book that your child is reading. Yeah. And then he says, do you read a book? What, which books are you reading? He said, bring it to me. And when, when, he, when he saw that book, yeah. he said, I can see why this child is having these problems. Amen? That is our teaching for another day. But the, the point is that feed your soul, your spirit, because that's how you connect with God. Amen.
You know? Our communication with babies is very basic. Are you hearing me? Yeah. It's how can you communicate to babies? Yeah. All they can say, Papa, Mama. Then from there, they cry. The crying, they know it works. Yeah. Anytime they pull that one. Yeah. Everybody starts like, what is going on? <laughs> so, and you know, kids, the, the first time they don't know it works, they, they, they do, ah, and then they say, hey, yeah, this thing works. This thing works. Let me try it again. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> it works. Very basic communication. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Yes, but if you want to have a more meaningful communication with the child, that means the child must get bigger, grow, isn't it? Toddler. That we're starting talking. Hey, Hobiang. We could have young. Hey. Now it makes more sense. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? So that's how, why it's important for you to grow your spirit. Because that's who, at that level where we communicate with him. I'm not talking to somebody here. Amen. Some Christians don't have communication with God because they're just babies. They don't grow beyond. That's why some Paul says some of you ought to be eating something, but you still have to be fed with milk. We should be on meat stuff now. We are still what? Are you in the house? Amen. Look at the neighbor, say, neighbor, where are we? Amen. At what stage are we? Is it where or is something else? Like more, more meaningful communication. <laughs> it's still basic and rudimentary. You hear people ask, but hey, Please, I just wanted to understand. They, they, uh, they ask you on the side, how does one talk to God, eh? Because <laughs> they now realize that, mm-mm, I it's all So how does one talk to God? You won't understand as long as you, eh! No, better is to grow. You know, invest in this business, amen? Are you hearing me? It does not come naturally. Invest. And let me tell you, you have to, there's no money or no time that is lying around. There's only 24 hours in the day. You have to chop somewhere and patch somewhere. It means sacrifice. Look at your neighbor. It means cutting somewhere and patching somewhere. Because there's only 24 hours. There's this thing that you don't want with that you love so much. Hey, you look at it. I can't cut on this one. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh, not this one. Are you hearing me? So it means you don't see the value in this thing. Hmm? Hallelujah. There's some people who invested in Bitcoin when it was worth nothing. <laughs> you know, some of us who, who did not, we say, but what was wrong with me here? Yeah. I, oh. You know, at that time, it was after a miracle to the <laughs> millennium. Yeah. You see, that's the thing. When the real thing 
before the real thing comes, there will be a lot of fakes. So that when the real thing comes, you don't believe anything anymore. This thing repeats itself, repeats itself, it does that. It's a cycle. Amen. Now it has created a lot of billionaires everywhere. That Bitcoin. You just wish you had only one Bitcoin. Only one. Only one fell. Even if about half year one. But there was a time when they were worth nothing. And people were buying and saying, why waste your money in these things? Oh, people will cheat you. People will cheat you. But today, look at that. And you were here when that happened. It's not like you were not born. Look at your neighbor. You were here. How's the amen is wrong? Do you love Jesus Christ? Ask your neighbor, do you have Bitcoin? Do you have Bitcoin? Is your neighbor, what is your neighbor saying? Do you have? Oh, I want to be your friend. You have. You had and you sold. I must lay hands on you. It was not working at the time. You, you got impatient. Oh, my goodness. And today, you wish you could have, if you had held on to it, you would be building us a church like. Phew. Come on, clap hands for Jesus Christ. But those who believed in it, they saw veil we need. They just say, uh uh, we were not going to listen to stories. Most people who had Bitcoin at the time had to shut their ears because it was new. There was no point of reference. They had to say, ah, no, but I believe in this thing. They had to hold on. Now everybody listens when they talk. Because now they have proven it. You must prove that God is God. And he's faithful. By holding on to it, when everybody says, ah, what is this? Am I speaking to somebody in the house? Yes. Amen. Why are you giving this church of yours so much money? And they will say, What has this what has this church done for you? And when I fail, how shall I fail or shall are you hearing what I'm telling you? Yes. It's like, huh? <laughs> yeah, ne? I mean, when you're alone, eh? Like, there are no other Christians around you. No service, you know? You're alone, and you say, ah. I say, yo, okay. When I came to this church, I was, I was here. Hey, man, they are telling the truth. Now I'm here. No, man. This is a scam. This is what? I mean, they've shown you things that you were not even aware of. But they, they don't have a full explanation for it. Of course, they're just looking at things. But you need to be convinced that this one, I know, man, that I know, that I know. There's no one who can tell me anything. 
And it does not depend on what you can see. I know it is in the ground. Know the value of your God. Look at your neighbor. Say, know the value. Let's finish off that. Okay, so the man does what? He sells everything. Okay. Verse 45. Mm -hmm. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. Mm -hmm. Verse 46. Mm -hmm. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. A Bitcoin. <laughs> Just one. Just one, isn't it? And, and I mean, you, you have to close your eyes to even reasoning sometimes, isn't it? Because sometimes it, it won't be, you just know, you just know, man. Amen. Amen. Verse 47. Uh -huh. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet. It's, it's 47. No, no. I think that's fine. I want us to go to um, the Colossians 3 verse 17. The next thing that you, you have to know, number two, is to recognize um, or see God in everything that you do. Say, see God, see God. in everything that you do. Do what? See God. Read verse 17. Colossians chapter 3. We're talking about prioritizing. Amen? See God. In other words, be aware of God. Say, be aware, be aware. of His existence all the time. Is it clear? Amen. You must be aware. That's the way to do what? To prioritize God in your life. Okay. Read verse 17. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. Mm -hmm. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. Be aware all the time of his existence. Amen. Are you here? Ask yourself this question. Number one, is God in what I'm doing? Is God in what I'm doing or not? In this job, is God there? Okay, I'm, I'm taking this job. I'm, I'm, it's, it's God. Is God in my job? Ask your neighbor. Is God in your job? Huh? I know it pays you well, of course. That's not the issue. But is God in your job? Is God in your business? Is God in... Amen. Is God in what, whatever you do? You know, 
if you this will help you in many ways one of the ways it will help you is that when you have to behave in a particular way you will not because you know god is in it amen yeah. you cannot behave in a ungodly manner because you know god is in this thing you'll be faithful hallelujah because you have recognized God, I mean, God is in what is in your business. In whatever you do, recognize, be aware of God. If you have to lie to someone, say, Ish. by the way, he's the third person here. Amen. Be wary, be aware, be, be careful not to get used to doing wrong things because very soon they'll become normal. Tell anyone, be careful of repeating wrong things because very th soon they'll become normal to you. In the beginning, because you are aware of God, you feel sorry about what you have done. You're conscious, but you keep repeating it. That thing dies. And you end up doing something that you even now believe is normal, and you're a Christian. That's why you see some Christians, they have not started like that. At one point, they feared God. But now, but before, they would do it in the corner. God forgive me. And then they increase. They increase. Are you hearing me? Until they now. Have you seen Christians who just drink? Do you know them? Yeah. It did not start like that. They've allowed this thing to grow. So, so it helps you. It, it helps you to remain in the straight and narrow. Amen. When you are, have to go into questionable places and you are aware God is with you, you won't go. How no care no more? Amen. How no care? How no care? Say never, when I can a straight bottle store, straight bottle store. Uh, but you can also buy water from bottle store. <laughs> Senator, do you, do you want him to believe that, really? That you'll pass all these shops to go and get water from a bottle store? What kind of water is this one? That will make you smile all the time when you drink it. Are you in the house of God? But about Rutibana, Kurla, Kirimreka meets a bottle store, since it's a problem. Yeah. Hallelujah. Somebody, somebody gave us a, a present. I don't know. No, it's not a present. Why did we get that JC Lerua again? Why did we get it? I, I'm telling people now. That is in my house. I think it was a present from somewhere. It's, it's lying there. I don't know. We're going to. I mean, 
it's like it, it, no, it's not. It's chisiluru. Like there's alcohol, isn't it? And there's been lying. It's moving from one place to another. It's a temptation. It must go away. In the name of Jesus. Every time my soul is troubled, and I looked at it, and I said, I can feel better right now. In a few minutes' time. Please, we must deal with it today. I think it was, I don't know. You know, sometimes we attend things at work, and I'm sure you come back with something like that. And it's just there. Everybody knows it's not supposed to be here. It's just getting stronger. It's fermenting. It's getting... The day somebody drinks it, oh my goodness, hell will break loose. Do you love Jesus Christ? Let's clap hands for Jesus Christ. Amen. So be aware. Wherever you go, I'm a child of God. Amen? That's the way to prioritize God in your life. It means you say, uh, I can't say certain things because God is holy. I can't do certain things. I cannot, you know, it feels like it's a restriction and a limitation, but hey, it's for you. Amen? It's for what? It is for your benefit. Let me tell you, do you know that sometimes, not maybe even more often than not, that people who get who become victims in these places of spiking and all those things are not the regulars. Is the, is the child who one time says, I'll go with them to this pub one time, spiked raped yes one time and and it's because it becomes difficult to explain to people it was one time <laughs> really one time i had never been i'd never one yes one time don't need many times tell anybody don't, don't need many times one time amen Are we, are we together? So when we're a child of God and we, we are aware all the time about God, it means it's a priority in our, in our I'm not going to go this way. Why? Because God. I'm not going to do this. Why? Because God. I'm good. Why? Because God. Why? It sort of guides you, limits you, keep you in check. As opposed to what will people say? That's not strong enough. People are not everywhere. You must not be doing things because your parents are watching you. Your neighbors are watching you. Your friends are watching you because they will not always be watching you. What will happen when they are not watching? Human beings are not enough to keep you in check. God is You want to remain grounded in your life, do it. 
Hallelujah. You go to university. Young people are going to university. Some will do metric this year. Next year, going to university. Oh, it's a challenging atmosphere. I'm not going to lie. This young man, you started university this year. How was it? Is it? It was it different from home and being completely under your parents. A lot. There's a lot more freedom. Yeah, I can do what I want. Is the yeah, you can do what you that is so true. And that is the problem. Because if you don't know what you must what you must like, then you will lack everything. This freedom destroys many people. And the first year, that's the end of their university life. First day they go back home. Because now they, they are overwhelmed by this freedom he's talking about. But you are not free from God. No, you're not free from doing anything against God that you like. You need, you need God to keep you in check. Away from parents, but not from God. Amen. Amen. Are, you, are you hearing me? Amen. That's what kept us grounded in, at universities to still come back and be pastors. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Not that we didn't try anything funny. We tried, and, but hey, something said, hey, you don't belong here, my friend. Uh, and I said, hey, guys, Sorry, ne? I thought I'll be with you. I can't. I'm going. So early, so early. We are just starting. Things are just warming up. <laughs> Things are just what? Already going. No, I can see this place is not good for me. Eh? I'm going. I'm saving like 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 uh, uh, like Joseph. I'd rather leave my jacket here. Yeah? I'm running. Are you in the house of God? The last one. Number three. Acknowledge God in all your ways. Now, acknowledging him is different from being aware of him. Acknowledging God is to recognize that God is the one who works in our lives in power, in wisdom, in goodness, and justice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proverbs 3. Five to six. Proverbs chapter three, verse five. Mm -hmm. Trust in the Lord yes. with all your heart, mm -hmm. and lean not on your own understanding. Uh -huh. Verse six. Uh -huh. In all your ways, yes. acknowledge Him, yes. and He shall direct your paths. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will do what. He will direct your path. Now, how can we acknowledge God in our lives? Number one, 
one is that know who you are, where you coming from, and what He has done for you. Acknowledge Him. Uh, acknowledge that you are who you are because God is God. Amen. That's the beginning of acknowledging God. Not because of the things that he is doing right now, but the things that he has done in the past. Number two, we do that when we study the word. Because we want to know more about him and what he likes and how he wants us to live our lives. Amen. So you cannot run away from knowing the word of God. I believe one of the things that we, in fact, this teaching, Bazalani, I will in the next session or the last one or after the last one, I'm going to make it very practical. Because I really want us to, you know, sometimes you, you hear messages and you go away, oh, okay, I was blessed. And you forget about it. Amen? You know, the time you spend in church is, is your investment. I mean, you don't want to know what happened to your money. Who puts money, who puts money in a, in a and it forgets. Everybody wants to be checking on these shares and how is it doing. Isn't that true? But when you come here, we invest and then you... So, three hours in church, you invested, but you don't want to know what's going on. But we do it. It's a good investment to come here. But you want to know, is this thing working? Is it growing? We forget about it. We come again Sunday. Forget about it. But we call it investment. Amen? So, yeah, as I said, at the end of these teachings, I want to take you through a process that we can analyze the things that you are doing every day so that you can see where your priorities are. I might give you a test to go and every day just record the things you have done. Every single day for seven days and come back to me. I'll show you your priorities if you don't know. If you, if you can't do it yourself. Are you hearing me? Recording it from morning to evening things that you have done as they are. And then you come see me one on one. I'll tell you ho, 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 ho. Things are no good here. Of course, you mustn't cheat. Amen? If there was five hours of Netflix, you must say five hours Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Because we want to get somewhere, isn't it? Say, Pastor, that's my life. Maybe you find the problem there. I don't, I don't see it. This is like a normal life. Maybe you, Pastor, you'll find it for me. Do you want to do that? Oh, your amen is like, do you really want to do this?
it, it's a 20 minute uh, it, 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 uh, you, can, you, can, you can you can complete it in 20 minutes at the end of the 7 days or you can record every day or you can just sit here and if you can remember complete this in 20 minutes let's check it we can do it on a Sunday afternoon we all give do that let's look at it and see where our priority is but at the end of this session I want to do that I'm a very practical teacher Amen. Because I want to see that people understood what I'm teaching and they're going to implement it in their lives. And give people something to work with on a daily basis. Now, one of the things is this, that we're talking about the word of God, but what does it really mean? You know, what is enough? What is reading the word of God in, enough? What would you call enough? You know, how much time? What must I be doing? Amen. This year, how did you how did you do? Don't you want to know? On the word of God, reading the word of God, is it okay? Is it enough? Those are the things that you want to do. Going into the next year. I normally say if you can eat three times a day, some of us will never miss a meal. Never. Since you or like he had breakfast it's, it's 12 yeah but it's always lunch do you know such people but we don't care about our spirit being eh? what are you it's priorities amen every time you eat ne? just ask yourself that, tell yourself this that okay are you hearing me I'm giving you practical points you are eating your breakfast you're enjoying it hey, vo- I mean not voice bacon egg ah, it's very nice there's another child that's just watching is it okay? It can't be. And that's what happens, truly, with our spirit beings. Every time they watch us feed this flesh, they say, what about me? Why is it coming to me? Why is it coming to me? You are on a spiritual fast. Some of us, we go 40 days spiritual fast. 40 days. Our spiritual fast. You don't even feel it. You can do it easily, but if you can do it in the physical, 40 days. Is it clear? Do you love this Jesus? Are we going to read our, uh, the word of God? We don't have time. Honestly, we don't. Remember? Never say, I don't have time again. Say, it's not my priority. If you say that, you will see that you are wrong. This is what you should be doing. Is it making sense? Number two. Or number three, allow the word to transform you. 
allow the Bible to change you. In other words, obey. Like today, you see, today we are hearing, let's go and do it, okay? Say, let's go and do it. Amen? Listen, people of God, the word of God, as the Bible says, that is light to your path, is lamp to your feet, is directing you, okay? Remember, you want to live your best life ever. The word of God is like this light that shines on something that was going to trick you and go the wrong way. The word of God just lights it up. So, hmm, wow, okay. I know now. I'm not going there. Okay, so your best life ever. Are we going to live our best life ever? We can't leave God out of this situation. A person who does not depend on the word depends on his mind. On his own intelligence. Hey, you don't want to know uh, what the person who created the world is saying. And you are living in it. Ask your neighbor. You don't want to know You know, like, like many of us who just go and buy a device and just open it up, connect it, and start using it. You don't even care what the manual says, the manufacturer. And then you run into problems, you see. Then they say, like my wife will say, did you read the manual? And that time I've broken something. I didn't go right, I, went, I forced it left. Are you hearing me? And sometimes I would even proudly say, how could people make things like this? How could people? Is that easier way to do this? You know, some of us do that. Easier way. But the problem is that you didn't read the manual. If you did, it wouldn't be so difficult. Are you hearing me? So is the Bible. God created us, created this device. If it's going to operate... Maximum, hey, you better manual. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. They say every now and then do one, two, three. When I have been pulling for three months and they said second week you should have done something. So, oh my goodness. But that time, this thing is having problems. "Ah, Three weeks, two weeks, two months ago I was supposed to do something. I didn't do it. It broke it. Look at the same neighbor. Are you going to live your best life ever? Do this. I also put it in on YouTube. I'll say, do you want to live your best life ever? Do this. I see some such captions there. It says, do this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you blessed, Bazalani? We are still on the first episode of this teaching. You know, we're going to talk about us and, you know, the the you part of it. Oh, don't. They're all important. But the you part, you realize, sure, what more you can do with yourself. 
You're going to be empowered come first week of January. You're going to be empowered beyond explanation. Amen. Are we going to acknowledge God in everything we are doing? So, if you don't open the Bible and you're going somewhere, where are you going? Look at the neighbor. You're going somewhere. Okay. Let me remind you. Are you, are you, are you ears open? We are spirit beings. We are not physical beings. We are primarily spirit beings. We live in these bodies. Amen. You live in what? In these bodies. We were put, to say we live, it's actually, let me put it, we were put in these bodies. A container. But unfortunately, the container has become more important than the content in this world. Tell me about the container is becoming more important than the content. The foolishness of the world. When God created you, he only looked for a container that will best suit this thing. Amen? That's all. That's how, why you are in that container. That's why you are in that container. God looked at, say never imagine if he was, he was in, you were in another container. <laughs> are you asking your neighbor, imagine if you, you were in another container. Is it even imaginable? No. I, imagine you being in me. Hey, that is not imaginable. No, it's not. You like your container. Yeah, you like your container. Amen. But these containers have become everything in the world. Yeah. And yet, at the end, they're going to be discarded like empty cartoons. Yeah. It's truth. How so? It's empty. But hey, all your life, you've been after this container. Amen? Do you love Jesus Christ? Why am I saying this to you? God put you in this thing, but not to let it distract you like this. The mission is still about your spirit. It's still the one that carries your destiny. It's not your body. The destiny is still carried by your spirit being. Are you hearing me? By destiny, it means the predetermined destination by God's desire. And he tells you every single day, let's go this way. Let's do this. Let's do it. But when you look at your physical, it does not make sense why you should be doing those things. Because you are distracted by the container. Sometimes these containers can be so successful in the realm. Everybody recognizes you. Hey, this guy, the educated guy. You are so educated. Are you hearing me? So handsome, so good looking, so what what, so beautiful. Hey, we are get dis we get distracted by this thing. Amen. Of course, some people when God made them, he made sure that the containers look better than the other containers. Say never. He's saying I'm broken. <laughs> 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 
They are not created the same. Analamrata Jehovah. But for God's purpose, that container is perfect. It's perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. Whoever finds anything wrong with it is this problem. But as far as the purpose, this fits perfectly. Oh, are you loving Jesus? Amen. Yes. Okay. We're about to finish now, okay? Amen. It's number what? We're on number four. We talked about transformation. It's number four, that one, isn't it? It was number three. Now, a major part, that should be number four. Number three, and then allow, no, know the word of God, and then number four, allow it to transform you. Is it number four now? What is number one? What is number, these students? Show that you value God. Number two? See God in everything. Number three, the word of God. Know the word of God. Love it. Learn it. And then number four, allow it to transform you. Number four. Yes, it was. See God in everything. Separate. You missed it uh, to head it. Yes, that's what. Find it somewhere and put it. <laughs> Before the points. Okay, that's supposed to be number two. Number number two, okay, and number four. Number four now, ne? Um, probably most important. Okay, before before that, we must pray continually. Pray, say prayer. Prayer is basically a time to come in, talk to him. You know, if somebody is important, you will not talk to him. Amen. You, you, you're going to do what? You, you, you're going to talk to him. Amen. Some of us, we don't talk to our family members and think, believe they're important. We haven't spoken to them six months. We have to speak to them if they're important. Amen. So you need to, we need to speak to God continually. That's number one. Number two is that it's in prayer where he communicates certain things to us as well. Amen. Okay. Number five. Six now. That should be six, isn't it? Is that um, we have to be committed to the work of God. Amen. Next year, support church activities more. Hello. Especially when it comes to not only services, when you've got community projects, when you're going out, outreach and all that, support it. Uh, are you hearing me? Support the work of God. Support what? By being there, financially, put your money. Look at your number. Put your money. Support the work, say support the work of God through the activities of the church. 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, we need to show that we acknowledge God by being committed to his cause through evangelism, through reaching out to those that lack, that do not have. Amen. Amen. Are you in the house of God? Finally, just to sum up everything, I think I've given all you the points, is that never do anything without stopping to say, what is God saying about this? Amen? When you leave your house in the morning, when you rise on your bed, when you go to wash, when you leave your house, just be conscious of him. Amen? In that way, you will come out to be a different person. It's about habits. Tell me, but it's about habits that we form. The more we do it, the more we are likely to keep doing it. That's how it is. It's about habits. Old habits die hard, it's true. In a good sense, if they are good habits, it's a perfect thing to, to have. But it is their bad. We're going to have to fight them. We must go fight off bad habits that have been eating away our time. Amen? Now, the Bible from the Ten Commandments also, verse 3 um, of Exodus 20, is that we must have no other God apart from him. Amen? Now, the things that we have been giving time ahead of God, we have made them idols. Modern idols are not your dagons who fall on their faces and break the God of the Philistines. No. The modern idolatry is different. It's anything that takes your time from God. It is your idol. You've idolized it. You're disobedient. It's God first. Whatever is left you can see what you do with it. Go and restructure your time and let God be there. Once you are done with God and say what else. I've said it many times this year and I want to say it again now as we enter the new year that 10% of your entire day for me it would be a starting point. So all in all including praying, reading the word, doing something for somebody, I mean, doing God's work. 
all that should not be less than 10% of your entire day. It could be one hour of prayer. Now, I told you the calculation is around two, two hours, 24 minutes to be exact, and a couple of seconds. If you want seconds, you can go find them. It's like you're looking at it. Hey, 10 seconds. It's over. Let's move on. Amen? Two hours, tell me about two hours, 20, 24 minutes. You can go break it down anyhow you want it. Make sure two hours, 24 minutes. Two, 40, maybe I'm wrong. Just calculate how many minutes are in a day. Two, 24 by 60. Quick calculation. Those who can calculate in their heads quickly. Uh, do it for me quickly then. As that I give you the right. I thought it's 2 hours 24 minutes. Or is it 40? I think. 2 hours 44. Yeah. 2 hours 24. I've known this for over 10 years. I was going to be shocked that all these years I have really had a wrong doctrine. Actually, it's more, 15 years. 22 hours, 24 minutes. Are there seconds? No seconds. Say so straight, 224. Did you get it? So see how you break it down. Maybe you'll say one hour prayer, 30 minutes the word, and then 20 hour go visit somebody to say, I've come to pray with you. 10% of your time every day, do it for Jesus. Give it to God. If you give God, listen to this, I'm done. If you give God 10%, he takes care of the 90%. That's why you give him 10%. He doesn't need it. It's for food. It's for protection. It's for security, insurance. But I'll insurance more. I'm done preaching. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we blessed? Amen. So we're just going to uh, pray for those people who are not born again. If you say, I want this Jesus, just lift up your hands. Those who are watching us on, on Zoom everywhere. Also, they will help you wherever you are, the synagogue roads. Just lift up your hands. Okay, are you here? If you say, I want Jesus, just lift up your hands now. You see, your hand is up here, young man. Then about another person who says, I want this Jesus. I'm committing my life today to Jesus. Lift up your hand now. I will pray with you. I want to pray with you. I thank God to see young people doing this because especially if you come from a Christian family, you just go, you don't even know when you got born again. You just don't know fit You cannot put a date when this happened. Isn't it? It's just, yeah, man, when did it really happen? Hallelujah. So some day must come and say, ah, today is my day. Amen. Is there somebody says, I want Jesus today to 
today is my day. I commit my life to God. Let's pray. Let's pray with him. Say, Lord Jesus, I open my heart today. I commit my life to you. I've heard you speak to me direct concerning my life. I can sense the conviction that this is my day, that this is my moment. Indeed, I've seen you today. I've heard you in my heart. I believe you have died for me. I believe you rose again. I believe you are alive. You are the reason for my existence. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity to commit my life to you. Thank you, Jesus, for a new life. Fill me with your spirit. Make me a completely new being. Let this experience show with the, in the way I live from today. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you learning anything, Bazalani? Uh, are we? Remember, it's part one. Part two, don't miss. I'm talking about making other people priorities. And it's not what you are thinking about. It's not what you are thinking about. I don't have the entire understanding of what is going to be taught. But I believe that it's going to help you. Amen. And then first of all, January, we'll continue with you. How do you prioritize yourself? We often overlook that one, which is also wrong. Everybody else is important except you. There's a place for you as well. So we're going to see it in January. Hallelujah. Let's clap, 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 clap for Jesus Christ. <laughs>